think today I probably am more excited than I've been in my entire life. And I'll tell you why. Because this morning on my drive in to meet with uh, Nick Onerkamp, also known as Isacar, and if you don't, if you need a concept understanding about that, just go into uh, our podcast and look at. I believe it's the American Revolution, or excuse me, the Abrahamic Revolution. Look at that podcast, and you'll understand what I mean when Judah and Isacar come together. But on on the way in this morning, um, I, when I entered into Buncombe County, the spirit of the word just came all over me, and. I just started like prophesying and and I could hear the word of the Lord come forward. And as he was saying, you know, he's going to bring forth these 10,000 souls that he's promised us. Brand new converts, uh, sons and daughters restored to the heart of the father and the father's heart restored to them. And, you know, Kara and I, we've been going through a place, you know, recently. And it's it's really been really the, the burning up of the fire of God to bring us into union with one another as a couple. And I mean, deeply, not just in in the doing of life together, but I mean in the being uh, facet. Again, you can go listen to this also, the Lucifer appeal. And I, I go into that about the five eye wheels of Lucifer. And we've been in this, uh, the, the fourth eye wheel, uh, which, which has to do with the thermosphere. The thermosphere, it, it heats up to like 400, 4,500 degrees Fahrenheit. And it, it's the place of just the burning in uh, the fire of God for the purification, that purification has resulted in, I don't know, I think it would almost be like my DNA and my wife's DNA. It's like they're the same DNA. I don't even know how to explain it. Like you step into a person and they step into you. Paul called it a mystery. Uh, the dimension of male, female, you know, bond and free and, um, and Jew and Gentile. It's a mystery. And it truly is a mystery experiencing some kind of mystery of the father when he brings together uh i think he brings together the male female dimension uh okay you know i'm saying a lot but there's such a beautiful transaction that's happening right now when the flame and the fire of god comes it produces power covenantal power that brings us together uh, as couples, uh, even uh, those who don't have families or in single uh, single situations or widows or even orphan, that they can come and to be a part of a larger family. And I, I want to start to unpack this today, what the Lord is saying. And I hope that it will really, that in this podcast, that you're just going to feel the fuel and the fire inflame your soul for uh, the calling that is on your lives, lives as it brings you, the sons and daughters of our Father together to unify ourselves for a global purpose. With that said, we have come to the point in ministry where we are ready to start the planning and planting of the work of the Lord in the Asheville area. This is this has been an ongoing process, at least for Kara and I, and for many of you, you know, Henry and Wendy, it's been for over 20 years. And for us, it's been around 15 years uh, after I was called out of the Air Force, of of getting ready for this mission uh, to come into being. Now, what I want to do is I want to lay out for you like the vision and the mission today of what we're about to engage with uh, boots on the ground in the Buncombe County, Asheville area. And so let's just thank the Lord. Lord, we just thank you. Jesus, we, we uh, magnify you. We say that 
uh, we uh, are looking forward to seeing you come back to the earth and we want to do uh, our part to facilitate your your soon coming that's you're everything to us you're everything you're you're more than even that you're 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 the person that we admire that we long for that we love and I pray for wisdom today to unpack this vision uh, that's going to draw many together to unpack your mission profile and uh, just help uh, this time to go well together as we begin to unpack the work that you give us to do. I pray for all the ones who are going to be involved in this work for the reaping of souls and, and all these families that are involved. I pray that you go ahead, as I believe you already have, Father, and that you've started uh, the journey for many of them to be compelled to come into your house and prepared by you to come together to unify our hearts together to see a major move and transformation for your glory in your name amen i, I want to just start back at the beginning just you know a testimony of and again you can listen to this in the podcast called takuna Lam. in that podcast i go through the actual calling that happened back in september of oh three uh, when I was flying jet aircraft uh, to go into the F-15 Strike Eagle. And in that dream, I was in a little white church building. The, the color of the church was white. And in that dream, I end up looking out uh, a window off to my left, and I see this man walking down a head, down I'm perpendicular to him, and he's walking in that direction down a hedgerow of trees. And uh, I'm, I'm struck with terror in my heart because I, I realize that I've got to go out and defend this little church against this a man. I guess he was probably nine to ten feet tall. And I go out the front of the church and and uh, I mean I I want to emphasize that I was terrorized. It wasn't just fear. I was truly afraid. And his abdomen, I guess I remember that so succinctly, was probably I'd say 16 inches at the base, maybe 20 inches wide and it's just this huge man and his his abdomen was at my height which was uh probably at the four to five foot height was where the bottom of his abdomen was well i just started hitting him with all my might and trying to defend these people that i love that's in this little church and we were we were packing up the little church and i wasn't sure because at this time i'd never had a spiritual dream i'm flying jet aircraft and 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 i'm not a pastor and so but at this point i'm this pastor and and uh, I'm out there defending these people, and I hit him with all my might. Nothing happens, uh, and I expect to be hit over the crown of my head and driven into the ground, and I'm going to die. And I remember my dad's words to me, and he said, Son, always look another man in the eyes when you talk to him. And I said, Oh, man, I'm going to have to look this guy in the eyes. And I, you know, I didn't want to look at him. I just slowly picked up my head, just, I mean, absolutely terrified. And I, I look up, and I see these eyes that are just... They're like diamonds and fire is the only way, but more beautiful than diamonds and more profound than fire. Uh, there's nothing really to describe him, his eyes. And he looks down at me, and I feel love just coursing through my person, just like, you know, just waves of love. And I know that everything I've ever done, thought, action I've ever taken from the beginning of my birth to the end and even beyond, he knew it all. And he, he says to me, I'm the Holy Spirit. Go forth and show my love and tikkun olam. And the dream was over. Well, I come to find out, you know, when I got up, I did some research. I think that those were the days of Alta Vista and the, 
the dial-up. I don't, I don't remember, but, you know, the, the sound that the dial-up modems made, and it was kind of funny, you know, and I go in there, the old Macintosh, and I get on there and uh, look up to Kunalam, and I find out it means to cause two irreconcilable odds to be reconciled or to ignite a spark or fire inside the soul of someone else. Or I find out what it means is to restore all things or the restoration of the world. And I sent Ron Canner this email and asked him because he had this ministry called Tacoon, Tacoon Ministries. And he said, writes me back, he said, either it's for the restoration of Israel or the restoration of the church, or it's both. And I thought, no, I'm flying jet aircraft. And needless to stay, long story short, and you can hear a lot of that in the autobiography podcast I've done, uh, Phase 00 Autobio. You can listen to a lot of this, kind of tells our story. But the Lord ends up, you know, bringing us to a mountain in Saluda and 15 years ago and starts a program of transformation that has been absolutely difficult and also very amazing to get to know him, uh, to get to know the Father, the, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Well, with that being said, it wasn't until years later I'm reading the text in Acts uh, 3.21. And what I want to do right now is I want to give you the vision of the ministry that's going to be landed in Asheville, and I want to give you the mission. Uh, Those are two distinctly different things, but they're both very important and vital for all of us that are going to go together in this and build together. Uh, I want to start out in Acts 3, and this is Peter uh, preaching. And he says, in, uh, he says in verse 18, But the things God foretold long ago through all the prophets that his Christ would suffer, he has fulfilled in this way. Therefore repent and turn back so that your sins may be wiped out, so times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and so that he may send the Messiah appointed for you, that is Jesus. The one whom heaven must retain until the restoration of all things from which God declared a long time ago through his holy prophets. And so what we see here is uh, that Jesus is in retention. He has a retainer on him. Basically, that means that the Father will not release him to come until, and the text is very clear here, spoken by Peter, until the restoration of all things. Now, I come to find out from a friend of mine in Kansas City, uh, Carrie Merritt, who has studied at Hebrew University over in Israel and had pastored over there a Messianic Jewish congregation, that tikkun olam means the restoration of all things. And so it becomes here a vision for this ministry, as you can see, that Jesus is in retention until the restoration of all things. And I can't think of anything more to give your life to or that I would give my life to, my wife's life and our family's life and all of you, our friends that believe that you're called to this ministry that we would give ourselves to than to get Jesus, the king, back on the earth where he belongs to rule and reign here. And so so this becomes the vision. And go in and listen to my podcast called Mandela and Beyond because Back, back in that time and end of 2013, the Lord, you know, shares with me this about Mandela, tells me he's going to take his life and, and, and gives me the vision in 2013. And I, I asked him, well, what do you want me to do? And he says, I want you to pioneer for a glorified body. 
Another way to put that is, is there's going to be a bride that's without spot or wrinkle. And so the Lord wants us to go all the way in believing what the blood that was shed at the cross and applied at the mercy seat, the blood has paid for our glorification. And that glorification is the restoration of all things that Jesus had, that Jesus is in retention until that happens. And so, uh, with that being said, now that we understand the vision, the mission is the profile that, that is necessary to enter into to see this restoration of all things happen. Now, that mission profile is given in a couple places in Scripture, and I want to go to Matthew 17 at the Transfiguration. Now, it says, uh, six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them privately up the high mountain. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became white as light. Then Moses and Elijah appeared before them, talking with him. So Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. I want to make three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And while he was speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And the voice of the cloud said, This is my one dear son, in whom I take great delight. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they were overwhelmed with fear, threw themselves down on their face to the ground. And Jesus came and touched them. And he said, get up. And he said, do not be afraid. When they looked up, all they saw was Jesus alone. So they were coming down the mountain. Jesus said and commanded them, do not tell anyone about the vision until I am raised from the dead or, you know, the resurrection takes place. And the disciples asked him, why do then the experts of the law say that Elijah must come first? And he answered, Elijah does indeed come first. And and listen to this, and he will restore all things. And I tell you, Elijah has already come, yet they did not recognize him, but did to him whatever they wanted. In the same way, the Son of Man is going to suffer at at their hands. And the disciples understood he was speaking of of John the Baptist. So uh, there's a lot going on here. And I'm I'm going to highlight a few things and you'll you'll pick this up in other teaching because I unpack this glory mountain where uh Jesus is at with Moses and Elijah and some other podcasts and I would challenge you to listen to those. But the the thing I want to emphasize right here right now is that Jesus was saying that Elijah does indeed come first and will restore all things. So the Elijah that came that he was speaking of was John the Baptist who came at his first advent. So there was a herald at Jesus's first advent, John, who was operating in the spirit of Elijah and was prophesying uh, repentance to turn towards the Lord before uh, Jesus came. And then Jesus comes on the scene and of course he's going to go die at the hands of man and be resurrected from the dead to send back to the Father and send the power of the Holy Spirit on the early church. And so what is interesting here is that this spirit of Elijah that is being spoke of here in Matthew 17 that's on John the Baptist in the first advent is also the spirit of Elijah, which is the heart of the Father, is going to come in the second advent before the Lord returns. And so what is this, uh, what is the spirit of Elijah? Well, to understand that, you must go to Malachi 4. And that's verses, let's just look at 
uh, verses 4, 4, 4 through 6. And it says, Remember the law of my servant Moses, to whom at Horeb I gave rules and regulations for all Israel to obey. Now again, um, Malachi, by the word of the Lord here, is bringing up Moses, who, mind you, is also there at the Mount Transfiguration. And he's going to also bring up Elijah, who are both there. And he says, I gave rules and regulations for Israel to obey, and I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and terrible day of the Lord. So here he's prophesying that Elijah is coming before the great and terrible day of the Lord. And there there are the two aspects of this, the first advent of Christ and the second advent. In both cases, Elijah, the spirit of Elijah is going to come on John the Baptist. And in the end time, the one in the second advent, because it says Elijah will come and restore all things. Again, Peter in Acts 3.21 is saying uh, that Jesus is retained in the heavens until the restoration of all things. I hope you can see the connection here between the first advent and the second advent that the spirit of Elijah must come in the person of John the Baptist at the first advent, but the spirit of Elijah is going to come on the people of God in the second advent. And here is what the spirit of Elijah is that is told to us here in Malachi 4 in the end times and was the very spirit that embodied John the Baptist. Here, here it is. He will turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. Otherwise, he'll have to come and strike the earth with judgment or a curse. So here's the thing. What is the mission profile of this ministry that we are launching in the Asheville region, the mission profile is this, namely, to turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the children to their fathers. Oh, man, I can't think of anything. Like, you can't get Jesus out of retention. He is The Father's not going to let him out of retention to come and rule the earth till the spirit of Elijah comes on the latter-day church or the end-time church. Let's call it the end-time church. The end-time church, the spirit of the Father that turns widows, orphans, the people who are completely broken, the people in the highways and the hedges that he has deemed to be his own children, his elect, that they are turned back to him as Father, and his heart as Father is transmitted through the people of God back to them to bring the Lord back. So, simply put, the vision is pioneer for a glorified body to get Jesus out of retention. How? The mission is turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the children of the fathers unless I come smite the earth with judgment. And as you know, there's a great and terrible day of the Lord that's coming on the earth. So that's our vision and our mission that we're going to launch. And now this is, and I'm going on the line for this because the Lord promised me last year while we were in our prayer meeting, 10,000 new converts in our area and so uh, we want to bring we want to start to our prayer meetings and we're going to start up this weekend um, our meetings to begin in partnership with the holy spirit to launch this work now what are this this work has a name it's called we're going to call it the collider and i asked my wife i said when you think of the collider what do you what do you um, what do you think and she said well that's where heaven meets earth it's the place of zion it's, it's the place where um, what is in heaven has no disconnect with what is happening on the earth. And so this is going to be a, a place to um, 
see transformation of people who have been completely broken in sin, brought home to the heart of the Father and trans, translated into his love. And um, I've got some really, I've, I've had this for years, and and I, I believe that, that our teams that will be built, and our pastoral staff teams, and our leadership teams, and our voluntary staff teams, will really get a hold of this. And I, and I hope that you get a hold of this today. And you say, that right there, that's, that is something worth giving my life to. And I would, I would want you to say, you know, hey, I want to be a part of that. And uh, I'm going to give a, like a call to action at the end of this for you to, to get involved with us if you feel so called by the Lord or if this resonates with you as a person or as a family. And I want to just share with you what I, in a vision, what I see. I've, I've uh, often said this to many people. I, I, I see a, a very large piece of property. I see approximately a 5,000-seat sanctuary, but this will be like a sanctuary like you've never seen. Uh, it would be like a, I'm wanting to have it look like a spaceship crashed into Asheville, into the ground on our property. Uh, it has a platform. I want to put an orchestra in, in the bottom of that platform. Above that, I want to have a whole glassed out section where night and day worship and intercession goes, and you have worship teams uh, going and prophesying above the platform. Uh, I want to, like, I can see. I can see that when the, the lights go dark in the room that we've had LED lights put in that match the constellations. And so when the worship goes and they turn down the lights, you see the constellations like you've been taken into the heavens. I see this, this sanctuary that is built for the Lord that houses at least 5,000 people at a time. And, and I believe it's going to be in the Asheville area. At that, but this is one of my most exciting parts of this, and this is the part that that we're going to unpack as as the time goes by. I see every single person being brought through something we're going to call the chrysalis, and the chrysalis is going to be a place where you sit down with a a team, a leadership team of analysts and uh, people who are very skilled at the prophetic, and they can look into your life and give you through prayer and through using the analytical tools that we're going to give them to help you discover who you are and your human development and where you're staged at in your human development. And we're going to send you into a program that I've been developing. Uh, It's called the Galactic Progeny, but there are 12 phases in it. And you would be placed in one of those phases to be developed with, with another team that would oversee that particular phase and we'll give all the curriculum and developmental tools, and you can graduate to the next phase. Let me tell you, the phases I've received from the Lord literally can take a person from completely out of slavery and rule an entire nation. I mean, it is, or whatever capacity that you desire to walk in, the heights of, of the arts, the heights of sciences, the heights of the natural sciences, the, all the different fields, the professional fields, these phases can unlock the potential based in how the Lord works inside of you to take you into and develop you into who you were created by God to be by the power and the, and the blood of the Lamb and what He had purchased on Calvary for each one of us. And so we have this, uh, so you again, you come in through the lab or the, they call the chrysalis, you go through that developmental process, and then you're placed into one of the phases. And all these phases have names, and they have whole structures of concepts and 
relational aspects that you would go through and then you develop. We would run a, yes, we would run a Sunday morning meeting uh, where we're going to have gospel expositional preaching. There'll be ministries that'll flourish through the epistles during the week and teaching that you can be involved in. Again, 24-7 will be going a night and day. And uh, and then all the ministries can spin up like the Father wants them to. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to just uh, make a call to action. I want you to just take a moment here with me. I've said a lot. And, you know, you might need to even go back and listen to this, maybe take notes. You know, uh, I want you to ask yourself a question. A, a question like this is, Lord, are you... Would you be calling me to something like this, uh, this ministry? And, well, you know, just wait on him and ask him. And then if it's yes or no, uh, find that from the Lord. And if you have a yes in your spirit, you know, and I think that things like this sometimes because they're new and they haven't been fully done, you know, you, you will be getting in on the front end of pioneering something that's literally never been done before. Maybe on the planet. Um, but there's something that's brand new and and sometimes a couple things can come at at us you know number one could be fear and i just uh ask you if if you're feeling that emotion or you're experiencing that or this seems outside of your box that you would just simply just rest in the lord right now and just say is this something is this idea of bringing you back to the earth and retention does this square off with me does this match the the word of the lord and does this mission sound right to me? That I want to see my family restored. Um, that I want to see other families restored. I mean, does that square off with you? That I'm tired of being disconnected from my mom or dad, or uh, I'm tired of being I'm tired of my children or the pains that have been in my family situation. I want to see I want to see something happen for my my uh, children, my parents, my my in-laws, my my grandparents, my nieces, nephews. I want to see something happen where a synergy in life comes together. I'm tired of being alone. I'm trying to live in inside of a shell. I'm tired of finding that I don't really have purpose. And I really want my life to have purpose. And this is speaking to you right now, that this is a place where you can find purpose. I want to invite you to consider coming and being a part of what we're embarking on that you could get in on the front end of this together with us um, and see transformation in your friends and family genuine transformation we're going to have meetings that are going to spend up all over the city and different aspects in homes and coffee places and uh, and parks and different places and uh, that's all going to be handled pastorally and so there'll be room for connection relationship and going deep in Christ together and so if that really speaks to you I want to ask you to um, get involved with us and, and what I'm going to need from you is if this is speaking to you today uh, I want you to email in so we can begin to get you the information you need for your connections um, we have the email would be um, info at oomz.org and so you can email us and also uh, some of you may may decide that you want to get in partnership with us and uh, our prayer initiatives you can get involved with that or you may want to get involved with us financially and I want to give you an opportunity to give uh, because raising up a 5,000 seat auditorium of this magnitude and land and all that I know the Lord's going to do it uh, but if you'd like to partner with us, 
uh, in giving, we would just love to receive your gifts and that you get in with us with that. And you can partner with us uh, financially by usually PayPal. And PayPal, um, you can go in and put in paypal.me backslash mzhop, M-Z-H-O-P. And also, if you wanted to uh, give gifts other than that in a different format, just email us in and we'll help you with that. Also, if you want to get in on our uh, podcast, uh, you can go into that with iTunes or SoundCloud. Um, The name of the podcast is Galactic Progeny. And so uh, look that up and go in and, and, um, and look at the material we have on that. There's going to be a lot more coming out of podcasts, and you can start to listen to uh, uh, a lot of the word that's coming out about the ministry, and it may would help you to get a framework. I really believe in this and this work that God's called us to, and I and I know that this is going to be amazing. I mean, literally, I believe we're in this end time work. We're going to see the Lord come back. He's ruling reign with Him. This is probably one of the most exciting times for the church has ever been. And I just uh, bless you today for taking time to listen to this. As God begins to raise up uh, the foundations of a house in the Asheville region and see sons and daughters, fathers and mothers, uh, and grandparents, widows and orphans turn back to Him. Amen.